0: Adventures with Words is brought to you by Audible. Try Audible free for 30 days and download any audiobook for free. For your free trial, go to www.adventureswithwords.com forward slash audible.
1: Hello and welcome to Adventures with Words, where we explore storytelling in all its forms. I'm Rob. I'm Kate. And here we are in our new recording studio.
0: Yep, relocated.
1: That's right, after the short break. And this week it's our third in the series of Bookplate Book Group book club reviews i guess you (laughs) could say
0: books in that sentence i'll
1: come in a few more books (laughs) yes so this month it's pigeon english by stephen kelman
0: yeah this was a uh, man Booker nominee last year and it made the shortlist Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously didn't win eventually that was julian barnes with a sense of an ending Uh, but we were intrigued to see what something else that was Booker nominated might hold for us yes
1: this was actually my idea to read this one and i should Probably apologize then, because I think it's safe to say, well, the three people that we know who've read it weren't the most impressed by it.
0: No, I don't think any of us were big fans. I'd actually um, seen an episode of the review show on BBC Two mm. where they discussed Pigeon English uh, before last year's Booker and um, none of them were particularly enamoured of it. I think, you know, they, they didn't hate it. Mm. They didn't think it was dreadful. But equally, they, they didn't particularly love it either. And I think I'm I'm probably somewhere sort of in that middle ground myself as well.
1: Mm. Well, you read the you actually read the book and I listened yes. to the audiobook, so you both sort of come at it in different ways. Yeah. Why don't you give us a brief synopsis and then we'll we'll get started?
0: Okay. Well, Pigeon English is about Harry or Harrison Opoku. He's moved to London from Ghana with his mum and his older sister Lydia, and they've left their dads, their baby sister Agnes, and I think their grandma back in ghana they seem to have moved for i think just kind of economic reasons and so it's basically following harrison around it's a first person narrator um, and he's telling us what it's like to live in his estate uh, he talks about the local gang um, and the, the kind of things that they do and it actually starts with harrison and his friends at the scene of a stabbing mm. uh, a trucking uh, outside chicken joe's and Harrison's saying you know he didn't even do anything they they just chucked him for his chicken joe's mm. and then it kind of follows that and he and his friend become like detectives trying to find out what happened to the dead boy who it was who killed him and then in between that it's also him going to school and his relationship with his sister and kind of gradually the clues that he might miss but we probably don't as to who the killer of the the dead boy might have been
1: now i had about sort of three issues three sort of problems with this book um right amongst amongst other things (laughs) so you said it's a first person narration well i had a bit of a problem with the narration okay i also had a problem with the quite now infamous talking pigeon
0: yeah
1: and the third point was my problem with the ending which i think we are going to have to spoil so if you haven't read the book you might want to go away look away now yeah so you said it's a first person narration
0: yeah it's um harrison the main character actually talking to us
1: now, he's in year sevens. So he's what, 11, 12? Uh, 11 or 12, yeah. Just started second uh, I think yeah. there's a
0: bit where he's he shows us some French he's learned, where he says, oh, So he's 11 yeah.
1: at this point. right. Well, I never really connected with Harrison. I never found his narration particularly convincing, I have to say.
0: No, I didn't either. I agree with you on that one. I think uh, through through my job, I mean, I, I'm i sort of working with people that age all the time. Yeah, you're,
1: you're around them all the time. You and, hear how they, they talk, don't you?
0: Yeah, I think taking into account that Harrison is obviously supposed to be... I think he's supposed to be a bit more naive. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And a, a bit less worldly-wise. I think even when you take that into account, I still wasn't completely convinced by him as someone in Year 7. I think he does speak obviously in a in a kind of Ghanaian dialect, which is perhaps partly why it's called pidgin English. But then again, the Ghanaian dialect words he uses are actually quite limited. Mm. So even where you know it's trying to say well he's a bit naive he's not really yeah. like the other kids in his school who've been in who've either been born in england or lived here a bit longer for example you know, you've got you've got his mate dean his mate connor and so yeah. on and they do swear more than him when you actually read it in the book you might get the f at the beginning and the k at the end but then the middle you've actually mm. got a dash so it's like when um, harrison is thinking about him remembering it he's actually a bit loath to to swear himself
1: self-censoring or yeah. yeah.
0: So it's trying to sort of show you perhaps the difference in attitude between him and his kind of compadres at school. But mm. even so, he came across as very young to me, very, very young. Uh, and then, you know, I th- I think that the kind of very limited Ghanaian dialect that he was using made him actually less convincing. Mm. You know, having having read things which are really very heavily written in dialect for example, um, I read The the Panopticon by Jenny Fagan recently and that's a similar kind of idea where you've got a 15 year old girl and she's actually a, a young offender right. but that's almost written exclusively in a kind of Scottish dialect and then when you get people who aren't Scottish it goes into their kind of dialect
1: And I went into this, I almost chose the audiobook as a cheat because for example if you read Train Spotting. You, you read it slower. Yeah. You are sort of interpreting it. And mm-hmm. I was expecting a book called Pigeon English. I knew with a character from Africa, yep. I could cheat and have the person read it out to me. But yeah. his English is almost spot on at times.
0: Yeah, it's... I do. I think, yeah, occasionally he's kind of misuses a word or, mm. or kind of uses it in the wrong tense or the wrong form. And then he says as way, just to, as a kind of emphasis mm. thing, which I guess is like, you know, I swear, like seriously. Yeah. Or he, he says hootious, which kind of means scary. And it's like one or two other things. But that, that's about it, really. Hmm. And I mean, when I, I was trying to tot up how much time it actually took me to read it, I, it took me a long time to actually get going on it. But in terms of how much time I actually spent reading it, I think it's probably about three and a half hours in total. <laughs> yeah. Which, admittedly, I'm a quite quick reader. But even so, it's not a thin book.
1: No, it's in 300 pages, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: but... It, yeah, it really, it really didn't take me very long at all. It was I think your audio, book was about eight hours yeah. worth, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there were moments where I did find it quite funny. I mean, I was yeah. once a teenage boy, yeah, and we did, we were slightly obsessed with what trainers we were wearing. And besides these days it's it's mobile phones, but mm-hmm. I didn't. It never quite clicked
0: No I mean I think you're right there were some bits that were quite funny there were some parts that were quite endearing Yeah, and sort of where he's messing about with his friends and I don't know they're talking about bogeys or kissing or whatever <laughs> it is and they're kind of making up games it's mm. quite funny also I think I, I did quite like his relationship with his older sister I thought that was that was actually yeah. quite well observed and quite sort of sweet where they're, they're arguing with each other and calling each other names and so on and there's a bit after quite a traumatic episode where he thinks that her hair looks 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 really nice but he says you know you can't be nice to a a girl otherwise they'll think you love uh, them too much so he has to Mm. take the mickey out of it kind of so yeah i mean i thought I, i did quite like those kind of friend to friend and brother sister relationships those were quite sort of sweet but yeah as you say overall i don't think he was especially Convincing as as a character, mm. the way that he was written,
1: and for a first person narration, if you if, you, if that never quite connects, you, you know you're in trouble. Really.
0: Mm. You've got to believe the character. You've got to believe the per, in the person who's speaking to you. If it is first person, and yeah, I thought I thought it wasn't a hundred percent convincing.
1: And another character that you possibly might not have believed in is the pigeon.
0: Oh, the talking pigeon. Yes,
1: the talking pigeon. What it, on
0: earth was that about?
1: Well, it appears in italics to start off with. Yeah. So perhaps you're not quite sure what it is to begin with, but it becomes pretty evident that it is a well, talking I pigeon. Well, I
0: think by by the end of the mm. first talking pigeon section, mm. the beginning of it sort of says um I'm here seven stories up looking down and it it sort of seems almost like kind of godlike.
1: Well, I did think it was god. And then you obviously realize it's not. Okay, at the at the end of that yeah.
0: paragraph he says and yeah, I'm straining my straining out my last millet I thought, Mm, that's a nice mm. attractive image. Pigeon doing a poo. Oh, and there's plenty more of that. Why oh, why why pick a pigeon though? I think I like I quite like the idea of there being something there watching over him. And I know obviously if you've ever been to London or well basically any city mm. in Britain, pigeons are omnipresent. They are everywhere. But I think the the British preconception of a pigeon is probably something that's quite dirty. Um, they considered a pest, annoying, a pest, mm. exactly. Which is which is then quite strange to choose that as a as a kind of I don't know. It was almost like a spirit guide or something, wasn't it?
1: Yes. And he sort of, he he wants to have one as a, as his pet, yeah. Which says he's got a kind of connection with them, but yeah, I honestly haven't a clue. I I sometimes think he's just chosen the term pigeon English and sort of worked backwards with it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good title, isn't it? But then, but it, it, do you really want a talking pigeon in your novel?
1: Well, I wonder how on earth. Well, I mean, the rest it of it is idea. so.
0: The rest of it is so straight, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the rest of it is so real. You know, realistic. It's jarring. Or, or it it's
1: unconvincing. Of, yeah. It totally. I don't think I'd have such a strong reaction against this book if it if that wasn't had been in it.
0: it. It was just totally bizarre. I just do not understand that choice. I really don't. It's very odd. I kind of think, why did someone at Bloomsbury not say something?
1: <laughs> well, unless. <laughs> how did, unless that, there's how something did that sort un- of slip
0: through the net?
1: Unless there's something we're completely missing. Yeah. I'd love to hear the justification for it.
0: The only thing that I can think, which is something that's occurred to me now as we're actually talking about it, is perhaps it's the idea, because it's the general concept of a pigeon being a pest and no one gives Mm. it a chance and so on, is that supposed to be an incredibly clunky metaphor for the way that British people look at teenagers? That people consider, you know, pigeons are in flocks, (laughs) that's like a gang, and they poo all over the place, which is like... Teenagers leaving rubbish and graffiti everywhere. Maybe I don't know. Um, Could that? I mean, that the thing is. I mean, I I would dismiss that because it sounds so incredibly clunky. But maybe that is why it is. Maybe there's supposed to be an identification there between pigeons well, and, I'm not sure. and teenage gangs.
1: I've always kind of referred to it as the pretentious pigeon, <laughs> because it, it talks in such this bizarre way. Yeah, that's way. your,
0: your audio but They also the audio... made quite an odd choice of the yeah. way to, to read the pigeon.
1: Um, in the audiobook it's actually narrated by a woman, um, yeah. the same woman who narrates The Help, actually. Oh, right. And uh, so she does all the different voices, Yeah. but when it gets to the pigeon, it's just the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a really sort of posh, it's an American trying to do a posh English accent, Oh
0: dear. and it's a pigeon. Yeah. Now obviously in
1: the book you didn't get that. No. But I understand but so
0: And it's a male pigeon as well. Harrison is, is male, yeah. the pigeon is male. It's it's pretty male dominated hmm. to be honest, most well, of it.
1: But why, the way why the they way, had a woman narrating it? I'm not I really sure. But the way the pigeon talks, it's a very it's a highbrow pigeon, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which is kinda of why I thought it was I don't know, if it was God to start with. It's someone I don't yeah. know, it's it's baffling to be honest. really
0: odd very odd uh, well you know if anyone else has any theories let us know
1: mm. well the only time I actually thought the pigeon was possibly relevant was at the ending which we're going to to talk about now
0: okay so if you haven't read the book if you, yeah. if you don't want to know the ending basically mm. sort of go away for a few minutes and come back later or, or just read it first and then come back
1: so at the end Harrison he gets stabbed himself yeah and he dies yeah. Now that wasn't a entire shock to me in No, fact, me neither I could see it coming a mile off mm-hmm. Now, part of that is because it is supposed to be based on the Damiola Damio- Taylor case Yeah Which was a few years ago, ten years ago possibly. Yeah, it's about ten years ago yeah. now Which is the same sort of situation But for me, when Harrison is stabbed, it wasn't a surprise I don't no. think I found it even particularly moving or shocking, upsetting
0: No um,
1: For me, what would have been more upsetting would if Harrison, he had actually become involved in a gang Mm-hmm it was sort of his corruption, yeah. so to speak yeah. Whereas he's, sort of, he's fairly innocent all, all the way through Yeah, I mean, there, there, there are times yeah.
0: where he's drawn into Kind of antisocial behaviour He throws stones at a bus He mm. um, is almost coerced into helping mug someone and so on But he always feels very bad about it He feels very sorry for anything wrong that he does mm. So yeah, he remains above all this kind of petty criminality Despite what he's surrounded by
1: so for me if he had become another crossfire or another killer for Mm. me that would have been far more tragic than unfortunately him bleeding to death which is when he does talk to this pigeon for one last time
0: or perhaps you know with that ending except that it's come about because of his corruption if you see what I mean as opposed to just being basically an innocent casualty
1: Mm. so you know at the ending where he's saying I've I've just got to make it alive till Monday and I'm going to run home and I'm going to do this and I was like "Mm, yeah okay yeah it's a bit of a
0: countdown
1: yeah which is a shame, really, but because I've come away from the book now, not knowing quite what I was supposed to have thought of it. I don't think mm. it's answered any of my questions. What's the cause of all this this knife crime or the gangs what is it what's what's this book Pigeon English trying to say about this issue? Yeah. I don't think it's really explored much at all
0: no I mean as as I started reading very quickly i saw the the parallels to the the kind of Damalola Taylor Mm. case. And, you know, as soon as he started saying, you know, as soon as I realised he was from Ghana and then he was living in tower blocks and it started to talk about knife... You know, am so getting stuck, and I thought, oh, that's like Demolola Taylor, mm, yeah. and it is, and then he starts talking about the lift, and of course, the the thing about Demolola Taylor is, famous, he was found right by the lift yeah. in his block of flats, and it, it you know, it, again, he was an innocent casualty, um, got caught up with gang violence that was occurring on his estate, but he wasn't a part of it. So straight away, I saw those parallels. So immediately, that took away any suspense. Yeah from the storyline I mean I think having had a quick look on Goodreads there are some people who are obviously much less familiar with the case where they they sort of gave it five stars and were really engaged by it but I think they obviously didn't realise what was going to happen to him so they had a bit more um, suspense but from my perspective then if if we're not going to have the suspense then we need something else as a payoff so we need to learn something or find something out so yeah I agree with you that but I I was waiting for um, some kind of uh, hint towards uh, the the causes for the the violence on the estate or something a, a bit more concrete as to you know why these young people get drawn in in this way the only really uh, sort of clear, example we have with that is uh, makita who is lydia's best friend that's mm. that's harrison's older sister and makita is a bit like the, the kind of gangster's mole type mm. thing where yeah. she's the girlfriend of one of the older boys in in the local gang the dell farm crew mm. and um she has burn marks on her hands where you know presumably the the guy that she's going out with has kind of burned her hands either as a sort of thing to, to show that he's got power over her or whatever it is Some
1: sort of test yeah like yeah.
0: A, a sort of test or in, initiation or, you know to, for her to prove her dedication or whatever it is mm. but at the beginning of the book she seems really sweet quite good fun a bit a bit overly flirty <laughs> but that's about it and you know she and Lydia are having a laugh and they do dance club together and they're both parrots in the carnival and so on. it's quite relatively innocent but then quite quickly she becomes a much more sinister character she was actually the only character that i really found particularly sinister there's um a scene where they're ironing lydia's hair uh, they obviously are, you know they can't afford hair straighteners so they're literally ironing her hair to straighten it and um we already know that lydia is in some way involved in covering something up with makita and makita threatens her with the uh, the hot iron
1: i found that a bit quite that's the bit that actually got to me
0: yeah it's quite disturbing as you know it's the only only bit in the book which i really Mm. did find disturbing it took me by surprise yeah so
1: and there's another moment where she's fighting with a girl at school yeah it's getting quite vicious and then you realize that she's basically lining this girl up to throw her through a window yeah
0: So she's gone from being sort of, okay, a a bit over the top, but relatively harmless to someone who's really quite a scary person in a fairly short amount of time and so you you know this is sort of showing how she's suddenly been drawn in presumably starting from a, a just a kind of boyfriend girlfriend relationship but then she's had to sort of promise to stick by him so it's through what initially was a, a sort of innocent relatively innocent relationship has then become a gang member essentially mm. so you know that's that's the only time where you really get a sense of it could be very easy to slip from a friendship into something a lot more dangerous than that
1: so if the whole book had been about that, I would actually have gone away with it with a whole you know a totally different opinion
0: yeah i mean it would I would have quite liked to mm. to find out a bit more about what it was that made Makita change in that way,
1: but she's sort of on the fringe a sort of yeah. a side character.
0: I think right at at the end, there's a a bit where she um, sort of looks very sad, and I think um, Lydia basically chucks her out of their flat and Mm. says that she's weak, and um, she seems to that actually has seems to have some impact on her. But yeah, apart from that, it's yeah, it's it's very much left just up to you to try to think about why you think this might have come about.
1: Well, perhaps one issue we could look at is the presence of the male role models in Mm. the book or and the lack of any real positive ones. The two main older male characters, there's Mr Tomlin, who is the science teacher at Mm. Harry's school, and then there is Julius, who is Auntie Sonia's boyfriend's man man friend yeah <laughs> a
0: gentleman caller
1: who um, is a rather nasty one of the nasty characters yeah, absent, yeah. a loan shark or yeah it's, i
0: mean it's never 100 ex- percent clear what he does but harrison's mom is paying him a hell of money out of her secret mm. drawer um you know every week or whatever it is and she does say to auntie sonia at one point you know we couldn't be here without that loan from julius and he
1: has a persuader which is a baseball, the baseball bat. bat yeah yes.
0: the persuader which um auntie sonia at one point when they're visiting her has to go and wash like a dog he, it, mm. like harrison describes it as if it's like his pet so it's he's not creepy. the most
1: positive of role models
0: no and i mean uh, harrison's mum's quite negative about him at one point because harrison says something about wanting to have a big ring like Julius, Mm. and um, Harrison's mum says only bogus wear those, which is obviously not good, yeah. Yeah.
1: Then there's Mr Tomlin at school who's a science teacher.
0: Yeah, and Harrison obviously looks up to him quite a lot. He has some good lessons with him. He obviously enjoys science because he finds a lot out. But also he's sort of a bit of a protector. There's one point where sort of Crossfire and and the other older boys are, are chasing Harrison And Harrison runs into Mr. Tomlin's classroom and Mr. Tomlin kind of sees off uh, Mm. Crossfire. So he acts as like a bit of a a protective figure as well.
1: So Harry only speaks to his dad over the phone. He's still back home in Ghana. So he's really being brought up with by his mum and his aunt. Mm. So do we think, is that possibly one of the reasons that explains behind this book? Are we sure or...
0: Well I don't know Perhaps it is Perhaps it's also Kind of a comment On, on single person mm. families And well At least Single person families Where the, the parents Aren't addressing The issues around them mm. I mean um, Harrison's mum Doesn't Obviously doesn't want him To associate with um, the, the sort of naughty boys On the estate And the, the one Where she catches him Throwing stones at the mm. bus She absolutely Sort of Rips it out of him and, and really yells at him In public You know he He gets into big trouble But she doesn't really address anything else that's going on she ignores it there's a point where um, she and auntie sonia are talking about the fact that she's been called a fuzzy wuzzy Mm. and when harrison asks what that is she doesn't explain to him anything about racism she uh, makes up an excuse that it's it's to do with the sound her shoes make on the lino floor at work
1: so in a way he's he's quite sheltered
0: yeah and not not just because he's an immigrant, also because of the way that his mom is treating him as well, and then that only really leaves you with the the kind of blokes and and young men hanging around the estate. You've got takeaway Terry, who's just a serial. <laughs> thief basically and will just steal anything from anyone at any time.
1: He was quite a funny character. Yeah,
0: he's he's quite funny and it he's you know, dog, as yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> considering he's like a career criminal, he's quite sort of endearing. Um well, Yeah,
1: which is kind of an odd thing in itself, yeah.
0: But I guess the thing is we're seeing it through Harrison's eyes and he's he's completely non-judgmental, isn't mm. he? At one point, um, one of his mates at school says that he's seen uh, one of the boys from the gang and he saw him stab the dead boy um, and he, he uses his real name rather than his nickname. And Harrison's just trying to think, maybe he knows someone else with that name, so that it isn't the boy in the gang. Yeah. He can't bear to think badly of anyone. So perhaps that's part of it as well. That we are we are seeing these people through his eyes. You know, even Julius doesn't come off too badly from oh, Harrison's no. point of view.
1: He's basically just a what's he's a thug.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a horrible thug.
1: Well, there's a bit where Auntie Sonia's clearly been beaten and
0: yeah, there's one bit where yeah. she has a broken nose. There's another bit where her legs in plaster. And it's you know it's pretty clear that Julius has done it, but even then, Harrison doesn't express a particularly negative opinion. Which again, I mean, that's probably another reason why he's not particularly convincing narrator. Mm. You'd think he'd be a bit more upset about that.
1: Well, it's just that when I when I finished reading the book, I I can't honestly say what Stephen Coleman was trying to approach through this. What it, if he was no. trying to address Damion Taylor? What does it say about it?
0: It's, I mean, I th- I think in a way it's it's more of a, a sort of celebration of innocence rather than anything else i mean someone i, I read a review where they described it as a coming of age but well i don't mm. think it is actually no. because it seems to be saying that if you lose that essential innocence you've had it mm. you know there's you have yeah. to kind of protect that childlike nature and without that everything's kind of dirty and tainted so actually it's not about growing up it's about avoiding it yeah. if anything and then i mean if if it's a, a kind of celebration of damalola taylor's life and a, a commemoration i'm not sure that it's actually saying anything particularly positive about the people around him
1: no um i'm not doesn't sure get justice at the end no, no. There,
0: you know there's there's no sort of justice for him it doesn't kind of show anything particularly con- you know to, to be condemned
1: there's no moment where to you try trying to
0: avoid yeah having no this happen to someone
1: else you can't you can't pick a moment and say that's where it went wrong no there's nothing i don't know what i've learned from reading that
0: no and i think perhaps it actually needed a bit more judgment if anything Mm. i mean i'm not not necessarily asking for a moral at the end but i think having a, a narrator who is so innocent and so naive means it's almost quite hard to tell if there is anything to be learned at all yeah because obviously he doesn't learn he is an innocent victim but he's a victim and it, you know, even though they've had the word "dead" carved into their door with a knife, he still potters off to school, and he's happy, and it's all fine, and he wins a race, and all of this, and he annoys his mate Jordan by not letting him play with his remote control car, even though he knows Jordan's got a knife. Mm. And yeah, it, it just seems all it, it doesn't. Yeah, where is it going? What are we supposed to get out of reading it? It's it's quite unusual to have a book where at the end of it you just feel a bit cast adrift
1: yeah i think to self. well those eight hours what have <laughs> i what have i learned what have, yeah. what have i got from it I, I I couldn't tell you what the message behind that book was or just that had annoying pigeon in it
0: <laughs> mm, it's a bit it's a shame really but for, for the legacy of this real boy
1: yes i wish it had so, nothing to do yeah. with damiola taylor yeah
0: i yeah i think i probably feel the same I, I think you know if this was an attempt to do him justice. I'm. Not, I'm not sure it I succeeded. It's, it's which is all, no. yeah. It's a bit of a shame. What do you think this says about last year's Booker shortlist, though?
1: Well, we've read The Sisters Brothers.
0: Yeah, which I which think we, we both really enjoyed. That
1: was compared to this. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't read Julian Barnes, so I don't know. That was obviously the winner. I'm baffled to how this got on the list.
0: Mm. I mean, I know. Obviously, we've we've spoken before about the the, the kind of controversy mm. last year, where Stella Ribbington openly openly talked about the idea of of looking for readability. And
1: there were moments in this where I thought it was very well written. There were certain the, yeah, certain there were sparks. there were
0: sections of it which I really enjoyed. There was there mm. was a, the occasional piece of really lovely imagery
1: problem was it, it coming out of Harry's mouth as it was didn't quite mm. fit it was quite jarring yeah there were some really beautiful sentences but then you kind of think to so well an 11 year old boy wouldn't talk like that
0: mm. and I don't know I think this is this is possibly the reason why that phrase readability was so unpopular with Mm. some people because it is easy isn't it yeah it is an easy read compared to what you might expect and yet also quite unsatisfying actually
1: it's very unsatisfying the story itself isn't what i exactly called groundbreaking no but i mean for me to be on the book a list it's what you're very well written or there to be something about it that is unique and different exceptional celebrated and exceptional there's nothing there for me
0: no Well, an unusually negative response from both of us for that book. But uh, hopefully we'll have something a bit more positive for you next time. Um, If you've got any opinions, um, agreeing or completely disagreeing with us, please feel free to get in touch. There's a variety of ways you can do that. We're on Twitter at Word Adventures. We've got our website, adventureswithwords.com. Like our page on Facebook. And we've also got now a book group on Goodreads where you can look at some of the things that we've been reading and share your comments i've been kate
1: i've been rob thanks for listening
0: adventures with words is brought to you by audible try audible free for 30 days and download any audiobook for free for your free trial go to
1: www.adventureswithwords.com forward slash audible